Someone once asked Alex Haley, the author of Roots, why in his office he had a picture of a turtle sitting on top of a fence. Haley said something along these lines. Whenever I'm tempted to get too proud of my achievements, that picture reminds me I didn't get here by myself. Just like someone had to place that turtle on that fence, someone put me here. Of course, as Christians, we are in a similar situation as that turtle. Spiritually, we're completely lifeless until the moment he saves us and makes us alive in Christ. And then we are dependent on him to keep growing us spiritually. We can do nothing without him. So, of course, as business owners who want to integrate our faith with our work and who understand that even a financially successful business outside God's will isn't truly successful, we should avail ourselves of all God's help available to us, right? But do we? This week, we are focusing on God's daily help available to us. This is the help we so desperately need. And if we're honest with ourselves, we forget about and try too hard to do things in our own strength. And when we do that, we tend to experience burnout, which is our topic for the month. If you struggle with trying to do too much in your own strength, you are not alone. This episode is especially for you. Please keep listening for encouraging and illuminating truth about what it looks like to receive help from God. You are listening to Working Upward, the thought-provoking, gaze-shifting, and action-inspiring podcast for Christian women who work from home. If you desire to keep looking upward to Christ in your work and beyond, you're in the right place. I'm your host, Kristen Eifeldano from Working Upward. Well, hello there. Welcome to Working Upward. I am so glad that you are listening in. If this is your first time listening in, or if you are not familiar with me or the Working Upward website. You can check us out at workingupward.com. I say us, I mean me. Right now it's a one-woman show, Um, but I've been working at it for a couple of years now, and I have several resources there that I trust will be a blessing to you. Um, If you have not signed up for my newsletter yet, I hope that you will. Um, When you do, you will be taken immediately to a podcast insider page that has all the resources I've already created for insiders right there in one spot. So if you haven't done that yet, I hope that you will. Um, In this segment, I call this the desk to desk segment. I just share, I just chit chat a little bit about things I'm learning and resources and um, things that I think you will be interested in. And the first one is a book recommendation, and it is in alignment with the theme of this month, which is burnout. And the book is called Crazy Busy by Kevin DeYoung. He is a wonderful author. He's written several books. You may have read them. Um, I hope that you have. They are very good. Um, But this particular book has a subtitle called A Mercifully Short Book About a Really Big Problem. And I can attest to that, that it is truly a mercifully short book. So if you are so busy that you don't feel like you have time to really read a lot or you already have a a reading queue, this is something that you can fit in 
um, over your lunch break or maybe as part of your morning routine or evening routine, um, you should be done with it very fast because it is short. Um, actually, let me see here how many pages there are. Um, there are 118 pages, which is short for a book. Um, and they are, it's a small book too. So they are smaller pages, which means uh, not as much text. So um, I want to read to you um, just a section here at the end of the chapter called The Terror of Total Obligation, just so you have an idea of what to expect from this book. Um, This section is called Take Time to Be Holy. And he writes, I pray that nothing in this chapter encourages you to embrace cheap grace or easy believism. We all have a cross to carry, but it's a cross that kills our sins, smashes our idols, and teaches us the folly of self-reliance. It's a cross that says, I'll do anything to follow Jesus, not a cross that says, I have to do everything for Jesus. No doubt some Christians need to be shaken out of their lethargy and to get busy for the kingdom. But many Christians are too busy already. I can take redeem the time from Ephesians 5.16 as a summons to better time management, when in reality, it's a call to be more holy than a call to possess the seven habits of highly effective people. I can turn every is into an ought. I can overlook the role that necessity and proximity play in establishing divine obligations. I can forget that my circle of influence will inevitably be smaller than my circle of concern. Above all, I can lose sight of the good news that the universe is not upheld by the word of my power. That's Hebrews 1.3. That's Christ's work, and no one else can do it. Hallelujah. He doesn't even expect me to try. I just love that. I hope that was an encouragement to you. And if you're looking for a good read, I recommend that one. I will link to it in my show notes. Um, You can find those again at workingupward.com or... Um, if you have a special app that you use to listen, I haven't checked the Apple Podcast app. I use Castro. Um, I know that I can just click on the podcast and I see um, I can see the show notes. And um, I do put those in the description of um, my podcast host, and you should be able to do that too. Just click on click on my podcast and you will see um, the show notes right there with any links that I mention here in this segment. The second thing that I wanted to share with you is a recipe, actually two recipes. (laughs) And this is not something I normally do because I am not particularly known for my cooking skills. Um, I have improved drastically since marriage. I used to never cook at all. It was just me. Um, I did a lot of microwave meals and you know, drive through. <laughs> uh, so, um, also my workplace had a cafeteria. So, um, that's just not something I did before I was married in 2012. Um, but I have, that's something I was surprised about that I did begin to really enjoy trying new recipes and cooking dinner every night. Um, so I'm going to share with you something that is perfect for Easter brunch since Easter is coming right around the corner. Our church is having um, a potluck. We're Baptist. What can you say? (laughs) So everyone's bringing um, an Easter brunch item. I will probably bring this unless I change my mind um, because they're tried and true. I have learned, trust me, I have learned not to try something new before 
an event. Uh, just, you know, practice on me, myself, and I, or my husband and me, <laughs> poor guy, uh, before bringing it someplace. So these are tried and true. These are Morning Glory Muffins. And um, it's from the King Arthur Baking Company. So King Arthur Flour. Um, I am gluten-free, so I just substitute um, regular flour for gluten-free flour. And they work great. Um, and they have everything in them. You would almost think they're healthy if it wasn't for the brown sugar, right? <laughs> the brown sugar and uh, other stuff. <laughs> but um, And the flour. Um, but it has carrots and apples and coconut and walnuts if you want them. Um, I do not put in the sunflower seeds. Um, I, I'm not opposed to it. I've just never done that. Um, and orange juice. And they're so good. They almost taste like carrot cake. And then they really taste like carrot cake when I put cream cheese frosting on it. And I have um, a recipe for that as well because I don't like it too sweet. Um, so I will share both of those in my show notes. So check that out. I just thought I would kind of uh, go a little bit out of my comfort zone or what I usually do here and share with you in this dust to dust segment, a couple of recipes. Um, okay, it is time for our question of the week. And I you know, the idea here is that I get feedback from you and then I can share it in the next episode along with the question of the week. However, I don't have feedback for you because I have really kind of stunk at sharing or asking questions on social media and getting the word out there that I have a question of the week. So I will try to improve that. Um, so we have kind of um, a little feedback to share here, but if you would like to uh, help out and answer the question of the week, you can um, you can do that. And here is how. All right, our question of the week is: How do you or your family prepare your hearts for Easter, aka Resurrection Sunday? How do you or your family prepare your hearts for Easter? Do you read a book? Um, do you have a special tradition? Uh, do you just simply read the Easter story? Um, how do you do that? Um, I know that there are a lot of ways um, individuals and families prepare for Christmas and the Advent, um, but Easter is a wonderful, oh, it's such a wonderful time of the year. Um, I don't want to, you know, it's, uh, definitely as significant as Christmas, um, maybe even more so. I don't know. I I love Easter, um, but he, he's alive. He's alive, and there's so much cause for rejoicing. And um, of course, that means the salvation of our souls. Um, so, if you would like to share with me how you prepare your heart for Easter, um, you can email me at mail at workingupward.com, or you can comment or message me on Instagram or Facebook. Okay, now, finally, it is time for our word of the week and its corresponding biblical mindset devotional. Help. God helps us. David knew this when he wrote, I lift my eyes to the hills. From where does my help come? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. 
Samuel knew this when he took a stone and set it up between Mizpah and Shen and called its name Ebenezer and said, Till now the Lord has helped us. Paul knew this when he wrote, Likewise the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And I knew it when I stood in front of a class mostly made up of male seminary students getting their PhDs and gave a presentation on the life of John Donne. I was as nervous as I had ever been. How I got into this situation is a story for another podcast, but I had been up all night. I had made myself sick over it. I'm embarrassed to say, and I was feeling pretty raw when I finally just threw myself into the Lord's hands and confessed I needed his help because I couldn't do it myself. I was just too nervous. And help me, he did. I felt an immediate calm and found myself delivering the presentation and actually enjoying it. I knew it was only from the Lord. And if you've been part of God's family for any length of time at all, you likely have a similar story that's very clearly supernatural. At times, uh, a time maybe where you remember you were completely at the end of your rope and in a place where only God could help, and he did. But for the remainder of our time today, for just a few more minutes, I want to focus on one of the ways God gives you help that isn't always so obvious. It's not like one minute you're shaking and the next minute you're having a grand old time doing something you never thought you would be doing, but it's just as amazing and it happens every time you pray. And I suspect even when you're not. Let's go to Romans 8 again and review those words from Paul where he wrote about the Spirit helping us in our weakness, this time with a little more context from the verses before and after, starting in verse 18. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us. For the creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of the sons of God. For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope that the creation itself will be set free from its bondage to corruption and obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation has been groaning together in the pains of childbirth until now. And not only the creation, but we ourselves who have the first fruits of the Spirit groan inwardly as we wait eagerly for adoption as sons that redemption of our bodies. For in this hope we were saved. Now hope that is seen is not hope, for who hopes for what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. And here's our verse. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. For we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches hearts knows what is the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good, for those who are called according to his purpose. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, in order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. And those whom he predestined, He also called, and those whom he called, he also justified, and those whom he justified, he also glorified. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, 
who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also with him graciously give us all things? Now, those last two verses are placed in another subheading in my Bible, but since the paragraph breaks aren't inspired, I threw those in this section because it just works. So the rest of this week and beyond, I want you to be encouraged with the knowledge that the third person of the Trinity, God, the Holy Spirit, is helping you by interceding for you with the perfect knowledge of the will of God. The word for help here in the original Greek is only used one other time in scripture, and that interestingly is found in the account of the sisters, Mary and Martha, when Jesus was visiting their home. In Luke 10, we read, as Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said, but Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. That's the same kind of help the Holy Spirit gives us in our weakness, according to Romans 8. Reading on in Luke 10, Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. So here we have Martha busy in too much activity, the kind that easily leads to burnout, our theme of this month. Not bad activity, not wrong activity, preparations still needed to be made, dinner needed to be fixed and served, but clearly she was concerned with what Jesus says are extras. Maybe those were, maybe that was just decorating the table just right or extra fancy menu items that take extra time to make. I don't know what that is, but she wants to do all of those things. And then she asks for very specific help. And the Lord gives her another kind of help. Now, jumping back to Romans 8, let's take a closer look at this kind of help that the Holy Spirit gives us. Same kind of help as that um, that is in Luke. Three points I want to make here. Number one, he helps us by praying for us on our behalf before God the Father. This is pretty significant. James 5.16 tells us, therefore confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. Now, if the prayer of a righteous yet flawed person has great power, can you imagine the power of the Holy Spirit's prayer? Of course, as we read here, the Holy Spirit's prayer is happening at the same time that the righteous person is praying So that's a pretty big piece of the puzzle, but you get my point here. It is incredibly significant that the Holy Spirit is praying for us. Number two, he helps us not just by praying for us, but by praying for us the right way when, because in our weakness, we pray the wrong way. Remember when Paul asked asked for the thorn in his flesh to be removed? He asked for that three times. But the right thing to pray was for God's strength to carry him through. We learn later in that passage. And then Martha asked the Lord for very specific help from her sister in the meal preparations. And Jesus had something better in mind. We don't always know what to pray, but he does. Number three, he helps us by praying prayers guaranteed to be answered in the affirmative. 
every request the Spirit makes for us, God grants, because He is praying in God's will. Verses 27 and 28 say, And he who searches hearts knows what is the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to His purpose. God's purposes will not be thwarted even by our prayers, um, even by the wrong prayers. We pray for the wrong things all the time, and He knows that. He's merciful. As Christians, we know that God's plans are always and infinitely better than our plans. If we could see into the future, that the way He prays is exactly how we would pray. But it's okay that we can't see into the future because the Spirit can And he prays for us better than we could ever pray for ourselves. Remember Romans 8, 31 and 32. If he is for us, who can be against us? One final thought to take with you this week from Romans 8, verses 31 and 32. He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also with him graciously give us all things? The same God who saved you is the same God who helps you. He is gracious. He is good. He is generous. So let's pray. And heads up, this is going to be super short and sweet. The Holy Spirit is praying too, and he will help us just the way we need. He will pray the right way for us, no matter what this week has in store. Pray with me, please. Dear Heavenly Father, Please help us. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to Working Upward. You can check out the show notes and all links mentioned in this episode at workingupward.com or even better, become a podcast insider. It's absolutely free and you'll get episode-related resources delivered straight to your inbox. Workingupward.com will take you directly to that sign-up link. Until next time, keep looking up.